Hey everybody, I'm Johnny Sanquist. And I'm Tori Hoppy. And this is an all-new Taco Tech. Today's guest is the CEO of Vestwell, Aaron Schum. We are super excited to really dig into 401ks and the transformation of that segment of finance into digital and what Vestwell is is doing to advance the conversation there. Aaron, thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you. I uh, really appreciate the opportunity to be here. Excited to have the conversation with you. Yeah, Aaron, we appreciate you coming on. A while back, I had one of my most popular tweets out there about how hard it has been to transfer my 401k from my previous employers over and, you know, roll it over to what I want it to do. Um, I, I mean, it was comical how much this resonated with people. So I want to kick off today's conversation. I was like, why is it so hard to move those 401ks over and how is Vessel trying to start solving that problem for people? There's two sides of this, right? Um, or, or two angles, right? There, there's the the rollover process as an individual employee, um, which is challenging. And then there's also just transferring as a business, right? From, from one provider to the next um, is also challenging. And a lot of it, I mean, really kind of boils down to um, two major factors on the, on the employee side, right? And this, and I, I lived this, right? I, I had, a, I remember a, uh, my former employer, uh, my for, the last company I co-founded. When I left that business, um, I I uh, was trying to roll over my four hundred one k, and it was it was a really big challenge. And I think we've all lived it at some point in our life. So part of it is self-serving from the provider standpoint. A lot of these legacy providers. Um, um, want to it, less so the provider, but more so the the custodian on the back end. They hang on to the the account for a period of time uh, because they get the float on the interest, um, which is kind of a little known thing that happens in the background for a lot of these folks. Um, so they they kind of drag their feet, if you will, and do that. You know, and there's also the process of you know liquidating your your accounts and settling the trades and everything that happens in kind of all financial services in that that realm um but it, it is a painful process um there are ways to make it better we so what it happens too is the custodian actually technically doesn't have um the employee as uh an account on their system right it's part of the the business um and their their accounts so think of it as like a kind of a top level omnibus type structure um, and so it takes a while to kind of unwind that and pull that specific individual's account out from underneath it. Um, we've taken a different approach with it uh, and actually deconstructed the record keeping um, kind of construct and, and said, listen, each participant should have their own custody account um, to help expedite that process, not only from a rollover capacity, but thinking about other accounts that you might have, um, maybe like a health savings account or 529 for your kids or something like that, that can all be kind of tied together in a much uh, more similar construct as you would see in a wealth world. Um, so that's where a lot of this stuff kind of breaks down. It's very paper driven in most organizations, um, you know, even like getting a loan right out of your 401k if if you take a loan or a hardship it it is it's a painful process what we've tried to do is say listen no paper everything's going to be digital 
And how do we streamline the process from front to back um, and, and try to shorten that window? You know, you can't, you can only go so far with shortening it, but but we've done a pretty good job of, of narrowing the, the time that it takes for these processes to happen. But then looking at it from the company aspect, right? When you're comp- transferring a 401k plan, it's a similar type thing, right? It's paper driven. Uh, it's tough to unwind. There's a lot of lot of legal um, that needs to happen and get every to get everything lined up and blackout periods and um, uh, the notices that have to go out. Right, even if you sign up a brand new, uh, if a new plan is coming on the platform, you can never activate it faster than 30 days. Right, in the wealth world, you want something kind of instantaneously, but but ERISA law actually um, precludes us from doing that. It says, listen, you have to send a notice. Um, at least 30 days in advance of enrollment and, and whatnot before you could actually start to um, deduct and invest from from your paycheck into a 401k. So there are some things that tech holds us back with and some things that the law holds us back with. Um, but we're, we're doing, we're controlling what we can control, which is on the tech side and trying to expedite those things as fast as possible. What I didn't know is that 401ks are based off the company and not the individual. Like you would think that the account would be under the individual's name because you know we're putting in the funds to that account but it does make sense as to why it is so complicated because when i go to x place to move my 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 account which i thought you know under my name it would be mine it's not it's the company account so having to unravel and split that um that was something i didn't even wouldn't have even known. Yeah, like so, as an individual, right? You're you're it's a you're a beneficiary of your company's plan, right? Yeah, so all this stuff's kind of tied together. What we've tried to do is deconstruct that, right, and and look at it not so it doesn't sit in kind of this this um, technology like glob, if you will, um, and really kind mm-hmm. of flatten it and and bring the individual closer to how a traditional kind of uh, a financial account would work. Um, and, and doing that, like, you know, technologically, right, today, when we onboard a business as a, as a plan that's coming on, we literally can have that plan live instantaneously through the, the business itself and all the participants. But the law also holds us back from actually activating that and making sure in, in, in the funds actually flowing through that process. So it's it's a lot of things that kind of line up and make sure that that, you know, all the ducks are in the, in the perfect road to make sure this thing, it goes as smoothly as possible. It's interesting to better understand, you know, some of the reasons and the legal reasons for why some of these processes might take more time than, you know, somebody necessarily thinks it should or would want it to. And, you know, given that balance between, you know, really progressive technology advances and also, you know, these rules that we all still have to follow, are you optimistic about the digital transformation of financial services or, you know, do we still have a really long ways to go until we're at that point where everything just feels like a, you know, like a consumer app and it's just quick and snappy and seamless? Yeah, it's a great question. I, I, I would say both. Right. Um, so the, I've never been more optimistic about where we are from a, a, a a technological advancement in financial services. Um, it is amazing to see uh, the the adaptation of new technologies that are being put forth and, and the velocity uh, by which they're, they're they're being looked at and, and taken seriously. Um, you know, to date myself, right? I've been in this industry for over twenty years, and in, in financial technology, and and the things we do today. 
and and the pace by which we do it would never have been well first it never would have been possible technologically you know 10 years ago um and it never would have been adapted or adopted into these these large financial institutions as fast as it has been today um you know we i some of the names that these these large players that we've signed um as clients and becoming their engine uh, to help power their their workplace retirement plan structures um they've adopted Bestwell as their new solution um and we're only you know really a few years out of the starting blocks now to, to the second part of your question there's still a long way to go right i i feel like we're we've just kind of started to scratch the surface of what can actually be done um and and it's going faster and faster and it's awesome to see but there we're at kind of this this transformative point um in fintech in general where um you know it's it just you know like moore's law is kind of out the window at this point right it, things things just go exponentially faster um and and people are okay with that um so i think it'll be several years before we really get to that point where it, it functions more like a consumer um is used to in day-to-day -day life. But there's also like a, we were talking about earlier, like that some of the things from a legal perspective have to catch up as well, right? Uh, ERISA was written, you know, back in the seventies and it, there are a lot of things in there that don't really apply in today's world. And, um, you know, we, we work a lot with the folks on Capitol Hill and, and trying to, uh, you know, provide opinions around how we think the world should work and 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 how we can approach it in a better capacity. And there's a lot of ears and eyes that that pay attention to it. Uh, it's exciting, but to, to actually get it um, written into law is is obviously it is its own challenge. But we're going in the right direction. That's for sure. Everything is, you know, we're we're not taking steps back, um, and and people are are open to the change, and uh, it's it's it is a super exciting to see. And I think what's really important too is as investors are becoming younger. I think, again, I was 21, 22 when I first started my first job. And when I was at LPL was where I actually started. You know, I had a mentor at the in the HR department that looked at me and said, you know, you need to open up your 401k. Like there wasn't kind of like she, she gently pushed me into it, right? I didn't know what I was doing. I just said, okay, and did, you know, what do you match? And okay, I'll put that amount in. And so it was kind of like my first step towards that investing platform. Now, again, had no idea what I was doing and I didn't really understand why it was important. But I also think that making that process easy for people is important. So why do you feel, I know I, I've read um, Vessel's, you know, why you guys started the company and why you feel it's important. So I feel like this is a huge need for people to understand is why do you guys think that, the 401k is their first step to investing and why it's important. Before this, right, I, I started my career on the ERISA side, right, in, in the 401k world for more large corporate um, uh, plans. Uh, ventured off into the wealth fintech world, uh, built a wealth platform there. And, you know, there's, there's obviously, you know, the advisor landscape, right? A lot of people working with, with mass affluent and, and high net worth individuals and, and doing that. But for for most of the American um, makeup and in, in the workforce out there, you know, seventy five percent of of American employees depend on their workplace retirement plan as their sole source of invested asset. Um, so most people never get to a wealth type structure. Now, there's 
there's the democratization of wealth and making it easier to save through you know micro investing and things like that which are which is all great right but the the biggest impact you can ever have is in the workplace uh, because you get the the tax deferred and tax exempt structures that you can put in place from different account types you know be it 401k 403bs you know hsas um you know other other types of structures along the way emergency savings and whatnot um so i think you know, everyone knows they need that they need to save, right? We all, everyone knows it, right? But I think there's two things that generally hold people back, right? One is I don't have time to do this because I got a zillion other things going on in my life, and <clears throat> I'm living life and fast forward, and and I just don't have time to distill this, especially if you're not in the in the financial industry, right? There, there's all the nuance and the acronyms and all this stuff that gets thrown around. Um, you know, it takes a while to dissect that. And then the, the other side of it is people get intimidated by that, right? And they look at it and say, I don't know what I should do. I know I need to do something. I'm just not sure how to do this in the most efficient way possible and or the best way possible. And and that's on us, right? That's on us as, as technology providers. It's on us as, a, as an industry, as, as a service provider, right? To, to distill this in a way that doesn't discourage people or doesn't give people apprehension and making a decision. Um, you know, I look back, you know, re, you rewind um, years ago, and this still happens a lot, right? So some some folks out there that, that were selling retirement plans, right, they were trying to over-engineer them and over-complicate them to just created a lot of friction that it's not really helpful at the end of the day, right? Our job is to get people engaged, help people save in the most effective way possible. And, and that's what we're trying to do, right? And I think you know starts in the workplace and then goes beyond and then being able to establish those relationships for <clears throat> the financial advisor communities to say hey you know what i'm going to work with the plan sponsor i'm going to work with the business itself but i also have a great opportunity to engage with the employees um but you have to do it at scale right because you have to make sure that that you're t you're you're engaging at the right points at the right time um to, to have conversations that to help drive people forward um so that's that's really our job, right? That's what that's why how we think about the tech side of it and and what we're distilling. And then there's all these other things that happen in between there, right? The, the stuff that people don't think about and, and because it's not really top of mind for anyone, but it's the stuff that really slows down the process, like um, like payroll connectivity, right? Payroll is um, one of the most challenging things to to deal with when you talk about uh, workplace savings and investing um, and making sure you have all of the, the employees up to date, um, you have all the correct information around that, you would be incredibly shocked to see how often um, birth dates or social security numbers are wrong or, or duplicated. Um, and, and those are the things we see all the time, right? And it's our job as a tech provider to help identify that and, and correct that um, and make it really seamless along the way so that people can step in, they can engage, they can look at what's happening, say, oh, it's my, you know, I have a chance now to enroll in my company's 401k. Let's go do that. And let's, let's try to make the, the decisions along the way around how much can I save? How much can I afford to save out of my paycheck? Where should I be saving? How should it be invested, right? And, and providing people with, with quick, easy, intuitive solutions to make those decisions without having to be experts right and and if we do that I, th then we're doing the, the the service we need for everyone out there uh in, in the american workforce in general that's kind of how how we think about this and how we try to make it easy and and kind of just by life right i always i always kind of try to instill this and in what i do is like you know it's not it's not our job to sit there and tell people hey you know 
you come to a crossroad, right? Do you turn left or do you turn right? Um, and we're not in a position to, to push people one way or the other, right? Our, our job is to give people the information in the most consumable way possible to, to be able to decide with confidence whether they should turn left or whether they should go right. And, and if we do that, then we're doing our job. We all want that, right? Like Jetson's version of my house to tell me what I'm having for breakfast and you know where I'm going for the day would be absolutely great. But at the end of the day, like you're investing as you're investing and you need to feel empowered to make those decisions on your own. Um, so I think that it is important to, for people to understand that we can give you all the technology you you need and, and want, but at the end of the day, you've got to push yes to that investment. So I like that, that again, you're giving them the tools, you're giving them the access, but you are at the, at the end of the day, like they're the ones that are making that decision. I think that's important. People should feel empowered to make that decision for themselves. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and two, even taking it up a level, right? If you look at, especially like my parents' generation, right? It was typically, you know, large businesses, right? You had, you know, you, you worked there for your entire life. You maybe had a pension or, or some sort of retirement plan savings offering. And as, you know, we've continued to grow as, as society, right? The, there's been um, a gravitation to smaller businesses, right? Um, most businesses actually... Statistically, right, ninety over ninety eight percent of businesses um, out there in the country have less than twenty five million dollars of investable assets, right? And in ninety five, um, have less than ten million, right? So the the which which you could kind of roughly say is is a company of of less than five hundred people, right? So if you think about most 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 people work at a small company, right? And small companies have kind of been left out in the cold to some degree from being able to affordably and easily, easily offer a workplace retirement solution to their employees. Um, and, you know, it's either you know, price too high or it's too cumbersome and there's too much going on in the small business to really put the attention around it because, you know, th there's not a giant HR staff, maybe there's not even an HR person. Um, so, you know, it, it's our job to really help truly democratize that and be, make it accessible, make it affordable, and give someone, you know, just as, you know, as as important, if not more important at the business level to allow them to, to sign up for a retirement plan without having to be that expert, right? And, and equipping, you know, a financial advisor to step in and say, okay, here, here's what you should do. Here's how we're going to make this easy. Um, and, and not only help the businesses, but but help all the employees engage and save for the future. And, and if we do that, you know, I think we'll see, I think right now, um, a little over half of businesses uh, have access to a retirement plan um, or half of individuals, right, have access to a retirement plan, but only about a third, like 32% of Americans are actually investing in it, right? So there's a huge, there's a, a huge gap uh, disparity of folks who are investing versus the ones that are not. And when, it's our job to, to try to get everyone engaged and, and understand the importance of it and, and the impact that it has in, in someone's financial life down the road. I think it's important for us to spend a minute talking about how VestWell equips advisors to play a role in this whole process too, because you know, a 401k plan advisor can be a really important aspect of reaching out to those participants in the plan and helping them uh, make sure they're making the right investment decisions and the right financial planning decisions. So I want to ask you and make sure we touch on how, VestWell is helping advisors grow 
their retirement plan practice? Like what tools are you equipping advisors with in this area? Yeah. So um, I've worked with financial advisors and, and helping build solutions for them um, pretty much for my entire career. Um, and, you know, People often talk about, you know, robo advice or advisors are going away. And and honestly, in, in the retirement industry, that's it's the opposite. Um, it's becoming uh, advisors are becoming more and more prevalent. Um, there's kind of this this race to the workplace, right? Everyone uh, everyone understands that the most effective way to engage with with anyone, the business and the and the employees of that business is at the workplace. Um, and being able to do so at scale is really important, right? So the way we think about it is Vestwell is it's, it's a white label solution, right? Um, you won't see a Vestwell brand out there, right? The only people that that really know of Vestwell are, are those that are uh, engaging in the space. Um, so we're working the vast majority of our business is through the financial services uh, arena, be it um, financial advisory firms, asset managers, insurance companies, and so on, and working with them to equip the the advisors to be able to support uh, the small businesses at scale. Um, and and 93% of retirement plans today in the country have an advisor attached to them, but there's also a massive greenfield opportunity of businesses that don't have a 401k plan or a 403b plan for their employees. Um, and we're helping advisors uh, go engage, not only with the existing clients that are out there and giving them a point uh, to help scale, but also in, in the, the newer plan opportunities um, to to help those advisors step in uh, and engage, and and part of that is get the you know the the plan comes on, the advisor uh, um, is you know associated with that plan, working with the businesses themselves, and then each employee they can help have conversations um, at the right time to to help them make those decisions, understand okay you know, not only within the plan, but think about kind of that, that cradle to grave scenario, right? You, you move on to your next business and you need to roll over. How does that process actually happen? And we think about it through how do we actually engage the advisors at, the, at those moments to help them, you know, roll over a client um, and then start maybe managing a wealth book of business with those individuals over time and continue to grow them. And uh, it's, a, it's a fantastic way to have um, to, to grow the, you know, establish and grow those relationships. I think we survey folks, um, out there every year and, and publish these surveys. They're, they're, I think they're on their, they're, uh, they're on our website. You guys can download them, but they, um, 70, over 70% of employees in the workplace want to have a conversation with the advisor that's working with their company's plan. Um, so think about that. It's a, it's a fantastic opportunity to, to start having those conversations and, and then see where those opportunities may be and, and where the advisors can be helpful. And I think that's important too. Like, again, don't just shove these people out on a boat and tell them to paddle without any paddles. Um, so having the ability to, you know, again, talk to your advisor and your advisor and the company and, and the, 401k that they're offering is all in sync, which I think that is a conversation that we could have all on its own. Um, so I, I think that's really cool that, you know, again, Vestwell is bringing those kind of two things together and giving not only the participant, but the advisor, the ability to kind of make sure that um, that participant's going to be able to hit their retirement goals. I mean, eventually we all want to retire. And speaking of retirement, I know I, I'm a huge basketball fan. I think Johnny, you're, we talked about this a few days ago about our brackets before we hopped on Aaron, we were chatting about our brackets. One of my favorite clearly go-to snacks during the tournament are tacos and, and all thing nachos. 
Aaron, do you have a special spot in your heart during tournament time for tacos? Or are you one of the people that we've had on here that we will not name that does not feel this love? <laughs> so I, I don't know if it would be necessary during term, tournament time, um, but <laughs> I, I do I do love tacos. Um, and, oh, thank goodness. Um, which we just had. Yeah, we just we just ordered tacos uh, two nights ago. Um I would say the the place that's near and dear to my heart that I have incredibly fond memories of, and it's been too long since I've been back there, but it's La Esquina uh, in the village, uh, in Soho uh, in New York City. So I used to live around there and frequent there quite a bit. Um, has has been a while. We moved out of the city a little while ago, so uh, I don't get back nearly as much. But that's probably the place that's nearest to my heart. But then there's a couple of places around where we live now um, that are that are decent, but it's still still not quite the same. Although I will say this, having grown up uh, in and around Chicago, I do think the tacos in Chicago are superior to New York City in many ways. So there, there's a lot of options out there, but um, but you know New York has upped their taco game, but uh, I still think it trails Chicago. I've Oof. never heard Chicago and tacos talked about in the same sentence. I literally I'm fascinated. Immediately, like I jaw to the floor right now that <laughs> chicago is being touted for tacos i like it yeah i like it I what, what's uh does, does chicago have like a signature taco style like there's a signature hot dog style we getting into anything like that here i wouldn't say signature um i, I think i think there, there's an authenticity to chicago that um that uh that shines through where you know new york tends to add a, a an elaborate flair to it um that sometimes you just you just want the you just want the go-to the original right yeah yeah yep. well that makes sense i mean i feel like chicago is my favorite food city in the entire mm -hmm. u.s so i can see it yeah chicago chicago is, is <laughs> they know how to do food for sure i mean you yeah. know new york city also knows how to, how to do food so you it's uh you can't really go wrong in either city absolutely well, Aaron, that wraps things up for us today. And again, we want to reiterate just uh, how great this conversation was. 401ks and the technology advancements around this area of wealth is not something that we've gotten into before. So thank mm -hmm. you for educating us about this. Yeah, no, thank you. Uh, it was great. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, it's been fun. Uh, and I hope uh, everyone gets some tacos during their, their NCAA experiences. Well, we appreciate it. 